Hello ghosts and ghouls and welcome to another episode of Danica Raven's Bite Size Horror. This week I'll be reading The Hand of Sam by Scott Cowley. If you're sitting comfortably, we shall begin. It was the 23rd of August, 1870. I remember the day because it was the celebration of the life of William Wallace. I was heading to local celebrations where I planned to meet my friends. The monks would gather there from their priory in Kilbarkin and say prayers with the people to celebrate the Scottish hero. As I reached the memorial and watched the monks give their prayers, my eyes crossed the crowd. Everyone had their head bowed in prayer. In the background, I seen old Sam, the gravedigger, standing beside an old oak tree. Old Sam was a big, tall man who was always lurking in the shadows with his big shovel and lantern, with his hat always hiding his eyes. People say that grave robbers took his eyes so that he couldn't catch them. His hat was rolled up in his hands. But he never had his head down. It was as if he was watching over the crowd for the next guest to his graveyard. Suddenly, it was as if he heard my thoughts and he started looking straight into the darkest part of my mind with his pale eyes. I tried to avoid eye contact, but it was too late. It sent a cold shiver of awkwardness up my spine. I could feel the hairs in my arms standing up. I tried to draw attention to elsewhere when I was suddenly grabbed from behind. It made me jump out my skin. It was Benjamin. Benjamin laughed out loud, only to get attention from the crowd, thinking it was about time to go. Both of us, with our heads bowed, tried to sneak away, only for us to turn round and see big, shiny boots and black trousers. I slowly looked up. It was Constable Owen looking down on us. Oh no, I thought. He said, away with you both, only to grab me by the arm, pulled me close and he said, you leave old Sam alone. I never did anything, Constable Owen, but I couldn't stop my eyes from looking to the side where old Sam was standing. I watched him put his hat on, then he quickly turned to leave in a fast manner. As he did, he tripped over some chairs and fell to the ground. He knocked over an old lady and a gentleman. As soon as people in the crowd seen what happened, they rushed to help him. That made Sam stumble even more. Constable Owen shouted, Damn you, man! Then started blowing his whistle. As he took his hat off, he turned to us and he said, Stay bloody away from that graveyard. I'll be speaking to your parents later. Constable Owen gave chase after old Sam and began telling everyone, It's okay, carry on with the service, everything's in hand. We rushed to watch what was happening. Constable Owen soon caught up with old Sam. He had hold of him, but couldn't hear what he said. The constable started blowing his whistle. Soon police horse and cart came. They put Sam in the back of the cart turned round and headed towards us. As it passed, old Sam was holding onto the bar, shouting with a terrified scream, I'll get yous, you're gonna die. I could feel the fear rush through my body, only to hear Constable Owen shouting at both of us. I'm not gonna tell you again. Waving us away with his baton, we both took off through the crowd and made our way to the celebration at the Wallace Tavern. It wasn't far from where William Wallace's birthplace was situated. For on that date, Wallace Tavern got its new shipment of Milton Distillery Whiskey. As tradition, after prayers were said, the people would gather at the tavern for the opening of the first barrel of whiskey. The street was filled with men, women and children. Old Farmer Brown would bring his prize cow and milk it for us to drink. Farmer Brown's wife had a stall where we could have a cup of soup. It was delicious with fresh butter bread. 
We weren't allowed white bread in town because bakers were caught putting plaster that was meant for the walls into the bread to make it look all white and fresh. But it was making everyone ill. Many children had died from it. Mr Johnson had a small stall for roasting chestnuts and a fire drum and he'd stand there cranking it round all day long. It'd fill the air with a sweet smell of chestnuts. The woman from the local church had stalls where we could have rock cakes and butter bread. It was funny watching the children try to make away with a cake or an apple only for old Lady Montgomery to give chase. There was no escaping her. She was a very proper but also very fast lady. Everything was free and enough for everyone. But we learned the right way that if we waited and if we'd be nice and if you were lucky, you could take some home with you. Mum and Dad were always happy when I got to take stuff home because they knew that that meant I was being good. The time came that we'd all been waiting for. The owner of the tavern, Mr Steele, would open the first barrel with a cheer from the people and the sound of bagpipes would fill the air. There was a small well across from the tavern and it's where we'd get our fresh water. But Mr Steele, with a glass in hand, would fill the first drop of whiskey he held at that glass as if it was a golden cup, like a true champion. Old men cried out, make way, as he made his way through the crowd. Old Mr Stephen was already dancing like a goose flapping his arms with excitement, only for Constable Owen to give him a boot in the bum saying control yourself, as he'd give a laugh. The day was filled with joy and happiness. The old man started crying out, hush, hush, now this is the day we've been waiting for. You could hear a pin drop as he reached that glass under the running water. Only a small drop in your dram, he'd say. Well, for you young men, he cried out to the men, How do we like our whiskey? And the men cried out, Strong and fast. As the crowd gave out a laugh, it soon fell back to silence. He gave that glass a swirl and held it up to the sun, waited to see if the whiskey turned pink, to prove that it was true whiskey. He gave out a big cheer, followed by the rest of the crowd. And he swallowed that whiskey down like a true Scotsman. And then he made his way back to the tavern like a champion. And the men followed behind him. The bagpipes roaring in celebration. As day came to an end, it started getting dark and thick with fog. We went to the stalls where we saw Thomas and Charles. We all collected some buns and bread. Mrs Montgomery said, make sure take them home to your mum. Thank you, Mrs Montgomery, I shall. I said, heading to Mrs Brown, and I got a small pail of soup with enough for all the family. I said, thank you, Mrs Brown. Mr Brown said, I'm sorry, but old Daisy's all milked out. Tell your mum I'll drop some off tomorrow. I shall, Mr Brown, thank you. I wave goodbye. I asked Charles and Thomas, did you hear about old Sam today? They said, yes. I heard Constable Owen tell Farmer Brown that they'd take him home that he was in quite a state. We started walking home. It was getting really dark and with a chill in the air and thick with smoke from the local coal fires from the nearby houses. The road was lit with gas lights, but as we reached the old cemetery, there were no lights. It was dark, thick with smog, though it sent shivers up your spine. There was a small path with a big wall that surrounded the cemetery. No one dared walk through the cemetery at night because tales of grave robbers were still deep in people's minds. So having a giggle, Benjamin dared us to run through the cemetery. Charles and Thomas said, I'm not doing it, are you crazy? But Benjamin winked at Thomas, and Charles with a smile, and we agreed that me and Benjamin would do it together. I was not happy about it, 
but I handed over my buns and my wrapped up bread and my pail of soup and handed them to Charles. Please don't eat them. They're for my little sister and my brother. You could feel Benjamin's excitement as we reached the wall and prepared to jump over. I was still the youngest one, so I was always keen to fit in, but I knew my dad would beat me till the sun came up if he knew about this. Thomas and Charles said, we'll meet you at the other side. Okay, I agreed. Ready, steady, go. But Benjamin pushed me as a laugh and said, I bet you that I'll win. I fell over to the amusement of Thomas and Charles, but I sprung back to my feet and I jumped over the wall like a jackrabbit. As I jumped over, I knew this was wrong. So I started shouting on Benjamin to come back, only for him to give a wave and tell me to come on. Then he disappeared through the smog. I jumped back over another part of the wall, only to see light moving through the graveyard. Oh no, it's old Sam. Benjamin started running through the gravestones so fast. The smog was so thick in the air that it looked as if he'd had to push through the air. Suddenly he ran into something that made him fall backwards onto the ground. Then there was a bright light shining down on his face. It was old Sam. Sam grabbed Benjamin with a hand as cold as death itself. The grip was so tight he had to fight to free himself from the cold grasp. Sam started shouting, I told you to stay out of here. You have to leave this place. They will kill you. He was so angry. Benjamin ran as fast as he could but kept tripping and falling over the gravestones. The smoke was so thick that he lost his way. So he began to hide behind the gravestones. His heart was racing so fast with fear of getting caught. He lay in wait in silence. We could hear old Sam shouting as his light cast shadows upon the gravestones making them look 20 feet tall. Everyone was scared of old Sam. So we ran as fast as we could. What about Benjamin? Thomas cried. We can't leave him. I said, don't worry, he'll make it out of the other side. So we made our way round to the other side of the cemetery, but there was no sign of Benjamin. We waited, and we waited. And Charles said, he couldn't have beat us. Well, he was running really fast, they said with a nervous look. I bet you he's made it out before us, and he's gone home. We began shouting on Benjamin, but we got no reply, only to be answered with a big crash. Oh God, it was old Sam, shouting with a loud voice, I will catch you. No one belongs in my graveyard. I guess that's why he always walked the graveyard at night, with his lantern casting dark shadows and gravestones, waiting for his victims. I said, come on, I bet you that he's run home already. So we left, leaving the cold, dark graveyard behind us. The next day, I was woken with voices shouting in the street below. What was that commotion? Then there was a bang upon the door. My mum started shouting, get down here now. I was rushing so fast to put on trousers, and then I headed down the doorway. There stood the constable with Benjamin's mum. She was shouting in anger, what have you done to my boy? He never came home. Wait, what? I began to tell them what happened and how we thought Benjamin tricked us and went home. Benjamin's mum was so upset that we'd let him go through the graveyard by himself. Constable Owen started blowing his whistle and said to me, I told you not to go near the graveyard, boy. My mum grabbed me and said, silly boy, you've been told. Stay away from there. A big crowd started to gather with all the commotion in the street. 
I was told to get my jacket and to show the constable where we'd last seen Benjamin. The crowd followed behind us. You could hear everyone whispering, I bet it was that old Sam. He did something to that boy. Hush, Constable Owen said. There'll be none of that. We'll wait and see what happens. There'll, there'll be a reasonable explanation. As we reached the graveyard, Constable Owen began to bang his truncheon on the gates and shouted, Sam, open the gate at once. You could see old Sam through the old railings. He was standing behind the gravestone. He started saying, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was the devil, I tell you. I told them to stay away. Enough, shouted Constable Owen. Come here and open the gate at once. Sam came closer. You could see the fear in his face. It was pale with fear and he was shaken as he fumbled for the keys. Constable Owen took hold of him. Where is the boy, Sam? Sam pointed over to a big old tomb. It was the devil, I tell you. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Constable Owen told everyone to wait, but Benjamin's mum was waiting for no one. She ran towards the old tomb. We all followed slowly behind her. Then there was a deathly scream of horror. It rang over the graveyard and stopped us all in our tracks. The constable grabbed a hold of Benjamin's mum. You could hear Constable Owen crying out, Good God! And then he shouted, Someone get the doctor at once. Benjamin was laying over a tombstone. His jaw was wide open in horror, locked in a death scream. His arm reached out as if he was trying to stop something. His soft brown hair had turned white as snow. His eyes were wide open, grey and soulless, just like old Sam's, as if someone stole his soul from his body. Soon the doctor came running through the crowd and went to examine Benjamin. The crowd was convinced that it was Sam that had killed Benjamin. But then the doctor shouted in a strong voice, Damn it, it's happened again. He told Constable Owen that it was not Sam that had done this. Benjamin had been killed with fear. It was as if the devil had come and took the boy's soul, just like the rest of them. For that is why we're really not allowed in the graveyard at night. Sam wasn't there to harm us. He was there to protect us all along. We never did enter the cemetery ever again because we knew that something was waiting in the dark shadow of the night. I never will forget that night. You still see old Sam at night with his lantern walking through the graveyard protecting us all. The Hand of Sam I hope you all enjoyed that tale of mischief makers getting more than they bargained for. Don't forget to check out our other stories on Podbean and YouTube. And please send in any spooky stories of your own. Danica Raven's Bite Size Horror is a Silver Zephyr Media production. Directed and edited by James Bailey. Hosted by Danica Raven. www.silverzephyrmedia.com Facebook links at DanicaRaven26 at Silver Zephyr Media. Music, artist, Miu, M-Y-U-U. Song titles, Misconception and Lights Out. Creative Commons Attribution License, Reuse Allowed. Artist, Akash Gandhi. Song titles, Spirit of the Dead. YouTube Studio Audio Library, free to use. For more monthly videos, check out Danica Raven's Bite Size Horror on both YouTube and Podbean. 
Copyright 2020, James Bailey, Silver Zephyr Media, all rights reserved.